Welcome to worship coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We're so glad that you have joined us on this pre-recorded service as set to be aired on February the 21st, 2021. This is the first Sunday of Lent, and so we invite you to join us as we begin our journey on our way to the uh, table of Jesus and the cross of Jesus and to the empty tomb of Jesus. We hope that this service today will be for you a good step in that direction. Let's now prepare our hearts and minds to worship God. Happy are those whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they med med meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by the stream of water which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. Let us worship God.
is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He draws close to all of us who call on him in truth. He listens to our cries for help. So let us come boldly into his presence and confess our sins. Most gracious and loving God, we are grateful for the gift of breath that began our lives. And we also look forward with gratitude to the day when by your grace, we are with the saints in heaven. But we confess now, O Lord, that we are often blind to the blessings that you give us. And we confess that we fail to see how these blessings, how you nurture us in body, mind, and soul through them. Nurturing God, we ask that you would forgive us and call us to nurture others as we have been nurtured. Call us into your loving service that we may love you and our neighbors as ourselves. Forgive us and make us anew, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, in, in whom we have mercy, has promised forgiveness of sins to all with hearty repentance and true faith will turn to him. He tells us that our prayers do result in his abundant mercy, in his pardon, in his confirming and strengthening for us for service. So friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Now I invite us to join together in declaring our faith through the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this moment to pause and to greet those around you in the spirit of God's peace and his love. Thank you. 
Welcome again to worship here at Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We are so glad that you have joined us as we continue down the path of the Lenten season on this, the first Sunday of Lent. Did you get your shot is the question of the day, and many rejoice that they have, but there are many, many, many more that have not yet gotten their shot, and so we are continuing to pray for those who are still waiting for that opportunity to be immune to this virus, and we rejoice with those who rejoice, and we are anxious with those who are anxious, as together we seek to continue to take care of each other. Well, we had a, an amazing day last Sunday. Our Valentine's drive through included 120 cars, about 200 human beings, and 10 dogs. And we were delighted to be serenaded by the Lacey Jane Band, and we had got to hear some of the old, golden oldies, and we had the opportunity to rejoice together and to know that we were taking this wonderful journey of love and Lent uh, together. We had a little bit of rain at the end, but that didn't dampen our spirits, and we're glad for all of you that you had the chance to participate with us. We handed out Lenten devotionals during our drive-through, and perhaps you didn't get a chance to join us uh, that day. We invite you to come to the church office. They are available for you as you take the journey of Lent with us. Wednesday Night Life begins a new series this Wednesday evening. God in Hollywood is titled Truth and Consequences. We'll be looking at a variety of movies that reflect on that theme of truth and consequences. 6.30 p.m. Zoom call. You register online on our website. And this Wednesday evening, we will be looking at the movie On the Waterfront, one of the great movies uh, from the 1950s. Wednesday, March the 24th, we will be hosting Easter in the Garden from 5.30 into 6. This is a uh, program for families of our Palms Preschool as well as Church of the Palms. We'll be in the courtyard. There'll be skits and songs and festive photo ops, so we hope that you'll join us Wednesday, March the 24th at 5.30. April the 24th, another month after that, you'll want to make sure to sign up for Be Still and Be Well, a one-day women's retreat and join all that gang for a time of reflection as we seek to be well in mind, body, and spirit through movement and yoga and worship and Bible study. Go on our website. You'll find more information about it, and please sign up. Our bloodmobile, which we have always had out in our parking lot on a monthly basis, we're putting on hold for the time being, of course, because of COVID, but the folks at the blood bank encourage you to go directly to the blood bank to give as uh, that has perhaps been a part of your uh, monthly discipline. So we hope that you'll, you'll do that as well. Next Sunday, February the 28th, is Commitment Sunday here at Church of the Palms, where we bring our commitments, our generosity commitments to the Lord, and we hope that you'll join us. If you can't join us, you, of course, know that uh, the pledge cards have been sent in the mail, and we encourage you to send those back to the church over the course of the next couple of weeks as you pray and wonder about this question that we've been looking at this, this particular month, how does your garden grow? And we're celebrating stories of how people at Church of the Palms have been garden tillers and seed planters for the growing kingdom, and we even now have a video for you to reflect upon that question. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Where some saw chaos, others saw the potential for community. 
This is how the Open Palms campaign was born. Powered by the vision, hope, and generosity of individuals, construction began. And after much hard work, And just a single brick laid the foundation to change lives.
Well, it is my joy to welcome the newest members of Church of the Palms. These good people have met with Dr. Brown and had the chance to learn about our life here at Church of the Palms and to know about our common mission of loving God and loving neighbor. They include Buck and Peggy Fry, Jerry and Mary Peach, Derek and Leanna Robbins, and Jim Milligan. We welcome you as you seek to become a part of our life here at Church of the Palms. We look forward to rubbing shoulders with you as we seek to carry out God's good mission to love God and love neighbor. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, on this first Sunday of Lent, as we begin our journey to the table and cross and empty tomb, we praise you that you have given us a path by which to take this journey. We praise you that your son Jesus took on human flesh and walked the dusty trails of Palestine and called fishermen and tax collectors and women and children and folks outside the temple and folks inside the temple to come and follow him as he made his way and spoke his truth and revealed his life. You are always preparing a way, O God. You prepared a way for your people Israel as they escaped the bondage of Egypt. You prepared a way through the sea and the wilderness and over the Jordan. You gave them a promise and a promised land. You prepared a way for the people of exile to come home and rebuild their temple. You prepared a way through font and table to draw nigh to you. You prepare a way through your Holy Spirit to love one another and to love our neighbor. And so even now you prepare a way for us through these 40 days of Lent to see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, and to follow thee more nearly. Loving Lord, the apostle writes that we are to run the race with perseverance. We are to pursue the path with determination and to do so. We are to lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely. We confess, O Lord, that we prefer to take our journey with the heavy unexamined baggage. We prefer to struggle with carrying the stuff in our lives that doesn't get dealt with. We prefer to let you love us without changing us. We like our cake and eat it too. We want grace without commitment, love without sacrifice, joy without work. We like the empty tomb without the cross. O Lord, give us the wisdom to see that the kingdom of heaven is a journey of obedience. The kingdom of heaven is setting our eyes upon the risen one who invites us to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love our enemy as ourselves, to love the stranger as ourselves. Give us the wisdom and courage to follow where Jesus goes, to tread the path that Jesus prepares, to shed the sin that clings, the prejudices that linger, the greed that obstructs, the selfishness that blinds, the judgment that harms. We pray for those who lay on our hearts and occupy our minds, the sick, the lonely, the grieving, the unemployed, the victims of injustice, the hungry. And we pray for our church family and our witness. And we pray blessings upon those who have joined our body 
and ask that you will free them as well to walk the path with us as we seek to follow the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all God's benefits. The poet says, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. The apostle says, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. It's all an invitation, isn't it, to plunge ourselves into the ocean of grace, the unconditional blessing of the God who gives us life and gives us new life in Jesus. In this moment of gratitude, what about taking out a pen and paper and begin to write down all the people and things and events for which you are grateful. You may find that you cannot stop. You may find your cup runneth over. You may find that you've got a lot more to share than you thought. The giving ways are on your screen. Let us continue to worship. like his to know another's need 
Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. We give you thanks for all your goodness and for all the ways that you have continuously blessed us in this transformative year. Use the hands that you have created in your image to work for your kingdom. May the eyes you have given us see all the needs that surround us and work in our heart so it will lead us where you are calling us to go so that we may use our gifts to bless our neighbors. May we be reflected in your perfect image through new and creative ways to reach out to more people with our offerings of time, of presence, and of treasure, with your steadfast love guiding every action we take. We pray this in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. And now, children, come close to the screen because Miss Carol has a special presentation for you. Did anyone get a Valentine's? Yeah. I got one. I got one on Wednesday. I got one on Sunday. I put a sign on the wall, if you all turn around, Jesus loves you, and Jesus is the best valentine, right? Did you guys get a valentine from Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> you might not have gotten it in your box, but Jesus is the best valentine ever. I could have taken the sign down, right? Because Valentine's Day was on Sunday, and... We probably ate all our chocolate and our lollipops from I our, didn't. didn't you? I did. I did. I'm not going to take those decorations down. 
Not for a while, because you know what? Every day is Valentine's Day with Jesus because he doesn't stop loving us, right? Who can tell me if they know how many hairs are on their head? 50,000 million. I don't know. That'd be a good guess, right? 1,500? 1,500? I'm going to... Oh, there's one. I have one hair. I don't think I could count all the hairs on my head, but here's what it says in the Bible. Do you think your mom knows how many hairs are on your head? No. But God, it says in the Bible, God has every hair on your hair on your head numbered. He knows how many hairs are on everyone's head. Is that crazy? How do you think he knows that? Right. And God made you. That's right. Okay, here's another one. Psalm 139, it says, Even before we speak a word, God already knows about it. That's like you could read our minds, right? How can he do that? Because he's God, right? He is almighty. He is our creator. God is the creator of all of us, right? Okay, here's another one. God saw our body before it was even formed in our mommy's tummy. He saw our body before we were born. That's crazy, isn't it? That's right. Okay, here's the last one. Who here has ever cried? Me. Me, Me too. Did you cry real tears? Yeah. yeah. God knows all our sadness. In Psalm 58, 8, right here in the Bible, it says God has kept track of all of our sadness. In fact, he has collected all of our tears in his bottle. We talked about how God loves the children. And so what happens sometimes is when, when we grow up, we forget. What do we forget to do? Trust in the Lord. That's right. Sometimes we forget to trust in the Lord. We do it a lot. And some adults just don't trust in the Lord at all. They think that they can do it best. And so that's why God tells us we need to remember what we learned when we were little and remember to always trust in the Lord.
Our scripture lessons come from Psalm in the Gospel according to John today. First, Psalm 81, verse 16. I would feed you with the finest of wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. The Gospel according to John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. John 6, 1 through 15. Let us hear God's word to us. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But where are they among so many people? Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As a church, we are focusing on the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Our fruit of the Spirit for this month is generosity, and the theme for our series, as Pastor Steve reminded us, is how does your garden grow? And Two Sundays ago, I must remind us that Pastor Lori started us with God the Tiller, and last Sunday, Pastor Steve continued us on the journey with good God the Planter. Today, we look at God the Nourisher, and then we will look at God the Pruner next week. 
As we do this, we think about how the garden in our own lives is growing. What fruits of the Spirit are we growing that can be for our own lives and that we can share with others? I just stole that from Pastor Steve. What fruits of the Spirit are we growing that can be for our own lives and that we can share with others? After his baptism, Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. We observe the Lenten season with the same number of days and nights. We began observing that last Wednesday evening with the Ash Wednesday service in the sanctuary right here. Today is the first Sunday in Lent, and we travel to Jesus' passion, crucifixion, and resurrection. I come from a long line of gardeners. My aunt Luangi was and is one of them. I loved working with her in her garden way back in my college days. In the steep hillside of Mizoram State in India, her part of that world has very little flat land for growing gardens. Tuangi built a garden on her flat rooftop. She used boxed planters and grew an amazing variety and abundance of beautiful vegetables and flowers. Her friend who raised organic chickens on the other side of the hill generously offered my aunt as much chicken manure as she wanted to take. My aunt and I took a carrying sling. She carried the front end and I carried the back end. We went to her friend's house and shoveled the sling full of chicken manure. Then she and I carried it back around her house. We did this several times. It would have been a lot easier and faster except that we kept breaking out in the giggles along the way home. After all, she was the wife of a government minister and I was a theological student. And we were carrying and probably most likely wearing chicken manure through the streets in front of everyone. She and I then took the manure and spread it out in the garden with our bare hands, more giggles. It was so much fun. But the result of our hard work later were spectacular. When the vegetables were ripe, Tuangi gathered a pile of them in generous bundles of flowers, and we took them to the lady who had given us chicken manure. My aunt's friend who grew those organic chicken for fun was most grateful to my aunt as we were to her for her generous gift much earlier to us. My aunt Wangi, being who she was, also gave many neighbors and strangers her vegetables and flowers. You see, for my aunt, the fun was in the growing of the garden doing her part of planting, nurturing, trusting, and watching it grow. And then she got to give it all away. She found great joy in all of that, in giving her crops away. I did too. 
Trust in God was demonstrated by the generosity flourishing in the free flow of sharing God's caring gifts. People in many different cultures practice generosity in giving and receiving, and trust that what they give and take will make a difference. By the grace of God, this leads to miracles of life and growth and plentiful harvests of many different kinds. Food is one of those gifts, and food is a tool for nurture physically, socially, and spiritually. Now you know why I like to eat with other people. It nurtures me so in so many aspects of my life. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray to God, give us this day our daily bread. The Gospel according to John in chapter 6 is a story about Jesus' feeding of 5,000 people up on the mountain. As readers of today, we know Jesus has gone up the mountain to escape the crowds, to be alone and perhaps to rest. Maybe he needed God to revive and strengthen him for the task ahead of him. Jesus did not go up to the mountain to be followed by thousands of people and to feed them up there. But the crowds needed him even more. They were persistent in following him. Gospel writer John told us that it was almost Passover festival, which has much focus on food. Imagine Jesus sitting up on the mountain and looking down the way he had come. He saw people beginning to come up the mountain towards him. They came and they came and they kept on coming until they were 5,000 of them or so. So much for solitude and quietness for Jesus. Jesus asked his disciple Philip, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? Philip was just like my husband, Will Brown, did not even answer Jesus' question. Instead, he answered the how much question, which was not asked to him. He said, six months' wages will not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. Andrew, another disciple, on the other hand, told Jesus that there was a boy who had five barley loaves and two fish. Of all the crowd, including the disciples, only a boy was smart enough to have brought some food along. And he trusted Jesus enough that he was willing to give up all that he brought with him to eat five barley loaves and two fish. I can imagine being that boy, watching Jesus thank God for his little lunch and watching it be multiplied to feed the crowd with 12 baskets full of leftovers. This reminds me of Psalm 81, verse 16. I would feed you with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. The generosity of that boy amazes me a child giving up what he brought for his own meal when a little boy trusted the power of Jesus and gave that gift of five barley loaves and two fish. 5,000 people got fed, 
and again there was 12 basketful left over. The story of this boy shows us that no one is so small or too young to become a part of what God is doing to nurture this world and all of us in it. Remember a few years ago, a little girl of our very own named Kate, who brought her organic eggs to sell under this big old tree on Sunday mornings to help build our big, wonderful Palm Center over there. She inspired many people, including me. Little Kate was full of trust and generosity, giving her egg money to have the Palm Center built. Build it, we did. And the Palm Center is now serving and nurturing all kinds of God's people and children now. Similarly, we read in the Gospel according to Mark chapter 12 about the old widow who offered her last two coins in the offering books in the temple. She was neither too old nor too frail nor even too poor to be abundantly generous to give to God. No one is beneath contributing to God's nurturing purposes. The boy and the widow in the Bible and our very own little Kate showed trust and demonstrated the fruit of the spirit called generosity. Both the boy and the widow, through though unnamed, live on in the scriptures forever. They inspire us even now. Many of us will remember little Kate, although she's not so little anymore now, and her trust and generosity for a long time to come. All of us are loved and nurtured by God every day of our lives. We are richly blessed by God the nurturer in many ways. It is God that gives us our gifts of finances, time and talent, and even our very own lives. Our gratitude becomes our generosity. When we put our trust in God, we get to see and be a part of what God is doing in the world. Back to gardening. I still do some gardening now here in Sarasota. There is nothing more joyful to see than how my little garden grows by God's grace and blessing. I also do my part joyfully, watering, clearing, and pruning, but pruning is for next week, feeding fertilizer and even taking, talking to the plants and praying for them. If you look at the front cover of the bulletin, you would see that a very big bush of hibiscus blooming, it actually was declared dead. And the gardener pulled it out for it to go out with the trash. I put it back in the ground and watered it, talked to it and prayed for it and look at it, it's flourishing. Likewise, in my other garden of the fruit of the spirit, I give my tithing correctly each year because I know that it belongs to God. I trust that God multiplies it many fold. When I don't give my tithings correctly, I see that I come out short. 
How is your garden growing? We may not need to use chicken manure here today and now, but we use the best of what God gives us to help others grow in his love and grace. God's nurturing of us leads us to our joy in becoming nurturers. Thanks be to God. peace, remembering that God is your nurturer, and you also nurture God's children as you are called. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us now and forever. Amen. Mm -hmm.